another week of It's Just My Thoughts. I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and today I have a few topics to discuss, so let's just jump in. Let's start with some black excellence. Today I wanted to highlight Isa Ray as she launched a new label with Atlantic Records called Radio. It has been billed as an audio everywhere company as it was to extend its influence across media by aligning its roster of talent with film and TV projects, commercials, podcasts, and more, according to the press release. I have been uh, a fan of Isa Ray since Awkward Black Girl. I followed the YouTube series as well as read the book. I also love Insecure like most of us, so I think this is really dope, but I also think Isa Ray is really dope. So this is something um, I'm looking forward to following. I'm also going to put the link in the uh, description in case you wanted to read more about this. I wanted to have a mental health focus really quick. So I was on Facebook and this guy was talking about he was talking slash asking about what do people do to get out their aggression. So he goes to say how it's so necessary to be on be a part of a physical sports. So you can go out and get out your aggressions. So at this point, I'm just here for the comments. So I needed to hear other perspectives. And I also love to hear what men think in regards to their feelings and emotions. So once I got through the testosterone, finally, someone said, well, why not try therapy? So I waited, refresh, refresh, refresh. And finally, the response. So the response was, nah, therapy costs too much. So I think that that is a stigma for most people that they believe you have to have lots of money in order to seek therapy, but most insurances cover it. And also more and more jobs include some level of support for mental health. So if you look into your benefits, at at times it shows up as EAP, which stands for Employee Assistance Program. So what is EAP? EAP is a voluntary work-based program that offers free and confidential assessments, short-term counseling, referrals, and follow-up services to employees who have personal and or work-related problems. I can use my personal job for example. My job offers EAP and they give you five free sessions for whatever issues that you feel like you may have. So for example, you can call and say, I'm stressed and you need to speak with someone in regards to that. And then they find you a list of therapists that specialize in stress-related issues. And you can choose a therapist and schedule an appointment and it's free. They also cover family as well. I wanted to share this because therapy can be a daunting thing, but it doesn't always have to be. And it's sometimes it's as simple as asking questions and we have to change the narrative in regards to therapy and not make it seem like it's such a scary thing or that it's something that only rich people can afford because that's actually not true. So I wanted to spend some time just covering EAP just in case you didn't know and just also throwing out there that it's nothing wrong with looking into your benefits and just seeing if your company offers something like that uh, because a lot of companies have been moving towards having some kind of support for uh, mental health in some kind of way. So my next topic is on the news from this week. The big news this week is that Always is removing the female symbol from packaging to be more inclusive to transgender and non-binary customers. I wanted to put in some definitions as well before I go into the story. Transgender is defined as someone who does not identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. And non-binary is defined as someone who does not identify as exclusively male or female. 
I'm also going to read the statement that was released. For over 35 years, Always has championed girls and women, and we will continue to do so. We're also committed to diversity and inclusion, and after hearing for, from many people across genders and age groups, we realize that not everyone who has, has a period and needs to use a pad identifies as female. To ensure that anyone who needs to use a period product feels comfortable in doing so with Always, we updated our pad wrapper design. I'm going to also put this link as well in the description in case you wanted to read a little further on it. And so I came across this actually just on social media. Um, I'm not a big social media, but I am one of those people that I guess peruse through and just see what people are talking about. So when I came across this, it just amazed me the various opinions in regards to this. And I was kind of taken aback on some things and some things I found myself being brought into a conversation which I never do and I never really comment but I felt it was important to throw a comment in there that didn't really go well with the group but it's okay because I think that what I tell people all the time we're all allowed to have our own opinion and our own insight of what we think or how we feel I think you're all allowed that but I think we should also learn to respect each other regardless of whether or not you agree and it's a big difference because I might not always necessarily agree with everything, but I respect everyone and what they feel. So I think that's something, in, especially in this case, where we could all benefit from that. And when I read this, I, I understood it. Like, I think with certain things, I can have an old school mentality and that's not always necessarily a good thing, but I've grown to learn over time with the more stuff I read and watch that these things are real and they're real life struggles and concerns that people have. And I never understand why are so people so quick to be opinionated and judgy towards it. I literally had someone on my timeline say, please stop trying to steal my gender. And I did not feel that strongly in regards to them removing a female sign off of a tampon or, or pad box. To be completely honest, I don't really care that much either way. And then I read comments saying that they felt that Always was doing this in order to make more money, but I don't understand how you're going to make more money when we all need to, you know, as far as from a female standpoint who gets periods, like we're gonna use the products regardless. So, I don't think that they were doing that as a ploy to make more money. I think that sounds really weird. And I think it can be insensitive at times, especially considering I think the world is changing. And even for me, like when it comes to, um, I think just a little while ago, I had to look up what non-binary was because I didn't know um, the lingo for it. And so what a terminology I should say, I didn't know. And then also, even when it comes to transgender issues, I don't always know and the breakdown of everything. So I try to understand and I try to educate myself because I never want to sound ignorant in conversations or in regards to issues. And whether I'm transgender or not, I think it's important for to have understanding of it. Well, for me, and I can't speak for everyone, but for me, because I think that um, I understand it. And I think that when it comes to uh, your self-identity, I think it's important to 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with, with wanting to have an understanding of what that is. And I think that more and more now we're seeing more people living their truth and not being afraid because this stuff is not stuff that's just started happening or popping up now. It's been here, but now I think people more and more are being more bold and saying, this is what I identify as. This is my truth. And I'm just trying to walk that truth. And so if they want inclusiveness, then why not? And and that's my personal opinion. Like, I don't care. You know, I feel like everybody should uh, be included if they want to be. And everybody has the right to live their life the way they want to be, the way they want to, and in, in the way they want they want to live. And uh, I, you know, I just hate seeing stuff like this because a lot of people are out here committing suicide and, you know, not talking to people and banishing themselves and things like that, you know, in regards to something as simple as how they identify or who they choose to love and, and all those things. And I don't really think it's that serious for me personally. And I think that we just, instead of trying to bash somebody in regards to how they identify, I think that we just need to try to have more compassion for the person because maybe it's something that you might not understand and maybe it's something that you don't really care about and maybe it's something that you don't even care to find information understanding about and that's fine but even if you don't why not still have compassion for the person so this led me to my thought of the week this week which is centered around self-identity I want you to take a moment and think about what you would say to someone when asked the question who are you Self-identity to me is such a complex idea as I believe your thoughts and understanding of yourself changes throughout your life as you're going to change as a person throughout your life. I personally have this conversation all the time as I'm raising a teenager and teenagers are crazy. I literally had a conversation this morning with one of my sorority sisters at brunch and I said I spend majority of my free time trying to save him from himself. I try to break down all the time that the things that are important to you now at 16 years old probably won't be important to you 10 years from now. Your beliefs may change, your hobbies may change, but as you're coming into your self-identity, this is the moment for you to truly explain you and your morals and values. I enjoy invoking these conversations and just getting the brain working in regards to self-identification and self-love of yourself. I believe it's important as I've never had these conversations when I was younger. So when I was in my early young adult ages, um, I navigated kind of just trying to figure life out. And, you know, at times I had fucked up views with some stuff. And at times I had fucked up morals and values at times. And I think that for me, I struggled when it came to Uh, my idea of what I thought a woman should be because I never really was quite sure. And I say that, and and it's interesting because a lot of times I have these conversations and people don't really understand because they're like, you were raised by your mother. Well, why didn't you understand what a woman should be like? And I think that's important to kind of just have a brief conversation in regards to that. Because I have these conversations um, often in regards to, you know, parenting in a sense. So my mom was a good mom from the standpoint of she was a providing mom. So, you know, she had kids early in in her life and she worked really hard to provide for us. And for that, like, I'm always going to be 
extremely grateful for her and for everything that she did for us. But as far as her being a nurturing mom, she wasn't really a nurturing teaching mom. And so it's a difference. And that was some of the areas I think that she kind of struggled in as far as how she reared us into, you know, coming into yourself. And so I was a late bloomer in regards to my maturity. I was a late bloomer in regards to how I identified myself and what and what being a woman looked like for me. I tell people all the time, I don't think I became a woman like where I feel like, okay, I'm a grown ass woman, probably around 24, 25, you know? So I always get tickled when kids are like 18, 19, like my nieces and nephews and, you know, some of the young kids in my life and they're like, oh, I'm grown at 18. Are you grown at 18? Because I feel like you've been in the house with your parents and you might be just stepping out into the real world where you're trying to figure out now what does life look like as an adult, you know, a young adult, because I think that it takes time. I don't really think truly you're going to fully know what life is like until you're in your own place. You have your own bills that you pay for. You have your own responsibilities. And now you have to figure out how to navigate life. And see, when I was young, you know, I went to college on scholarship. I, you know, lived in a dorm. So once again, I wasn't paying any bills. So I didn't know what any of that was about. And, you know, if you wanted to eat, you just went to the cafeteria, even though the food might have sucked, but you still had somewhere to eat and something to eat. And so when I transferred to my later school, and I lived on my own where now at this point, um, I was no longer playing sports in college. So I was just strictly a student and I worked full time while I went to school. And then that's when I started to become an adult. And then that's when I really started to focus on what I thought being a woman was. For me, I had struggles when I was young with my self-identity because I dress very androgynous. And what that means is like, you know, I'm a jean t-shirt kind of gal and, and I'm okay with that. And so when I was young, you know, I had to dress up in dresses and go to church and all of that. And my mom, you know, she wasn't always the nicest in regards to that because I really just didn't like wearing dresses and I don't mind dressing up even now. Like I'm in a sorority, obviously I dress up when I have to, but I will never, I don't think I ever would be a person where I would just wake up and just desire to wear a dress and that's okay. And so when I was young, I always was just a jean t-shirt or you know, a sweater type person. And I'm still that way to this day. And so I used to constantly feel like, you know, in, like in comparison to my sisters who are very, you know, feminine, like I used to feel like, well, what's wrong with me? You know, like, am I not feminine or am I not, um, you know, a woman or, you know, is there something, is there something wrong? And I, you know, um, I struggle with that, you know, in regards to, um, and I was just, a, you know, a tomboy. I was sporty. I was a sporty girl and I just didn't care about those things. And so I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to do some of the things that just came innate to, you know, just being a girl, you know, so they say, you know, so for me, I always kind of felt like the outcast with my sisters because I kind of was, and we didn't vibe on that stuff. And so I never, we never really had much conversation about it. Like I didn't talk about makeup. I don't, I still don't wear makeup and, um, and my hair is natural now. So I don't really have those issues that I had when I was younger, but it was frustrating. 
and I never had anybody to kind of like talk about these things because, you know, when it came to my mom, you know, when I wouldn't want to talk to her about it, my dad didn't care, you know? So for him, like he loved us either way, regardless of whatever. So he didn't care about any of that stuff. You know, he just like, you're, you're beautiful the way you are. And, you know, when it came to my mom, um, for her, she just more so, I don't know, like she just kind of was mean in a sense. And I don't know if she, and I've never told her that. And I don't know if she ever really realized that, uh, she was kind of mean in regards to just, you know, little stuff with how she like when I would explain to her how I feel or that I didn't want to wear a dress, she would say stuff like, stop trying to act like a boy, you know? And for me, I wasn't trying to act like a boy, you know, I just didn't want to wear a dress and I just never was comfortable and I didn't like it. And that's why, like, for me, I'm so overly vocal with, you know, my kids and, and mind you, like, these are bonus kids that came into my life. So especially if I have my own kid, um, you know, these are things that I'm, I'm a proponent of talking about and just how you feel. And I guess I just don't judge people about things that they feel or how they identify, because I know that it can be a struggle because it was a struggle for me. And I'm not even speaking on just a sexuality piece. I'm more so just speaking on what is a woman and what does that look like? And how are you defined by that? You know, I also tell people that, you know, for me, even in my dating life, like I don't believe in gender roles and I'm, you know, very much Christian and all those things, but I still don't believe in gender roles. You know, I, you know, the way I raise my kid right now and we have conversations in regards to that. I'm like, you know, you just need to be, you're going to have understanding in regards to your house based on you and that, and that person that you date. And that's kind of how you flow. You know, you, if you, you might be where you might be the breadwinner, where you decide that you want to be the one that work and she might decide that she want to be the one to stay home. It could be reverse. You know, he might be a stay at home dad and she might be the one that works. You just never know how it might flow in your, in your household. You know, in my household, I'm the one that cook every single day. And that's kind of my role in the house and it works. But on the flip side, like I, you know, I could have dated someone that maybe they wanted to be the one to cook, or maybe you take turns and we don't take turns. I pretty much cook every single day. But the point that I'm making is that we could, we could alternate, you know, it doesn't always have to be, well, I'm a man and this is what a man do. I'm a woman. This is what a woman do. Or even if you're in a same sex relationship, it doesn't have to be. And I get this all the time because I am in a same sex relationship where I've had people ask me, um, well, who's, well, who's the man and who's the woman. And just from look wise, they automatically assume, I guess that I take on more of the dominant traits and more of the quote-unquote man role and I cannot stand that I think that's like the most ignorant shit to ask somebody and I get that I get asked that all the time like I literally I've had people ask me well what are you and I'm like I'm a woman and I cannot stand being asked that and I think it's dumb because why do I have to explain what am I and this is all literally from the standpoint of how I dress just because I don't wear dresses and stuff. I don't wear makeup and I guess I'm not the 
you know, the cookie cutter image of what a woman should be. And I don't think that you have to have some kind of, you know, cut out image of what a woman should be. And it's really fucking annoying for me. And that was some of the reasons why I struggled early on, because I don't believe that you have to say what you identify as. Like I literally, um, I'm in a same sex relationship. I've been, I've been dating females for, um, 35. So 14 years now around there, give or take. And I, you know, dated men as well. And I don't really think that I have to sit and say that I'm gay or that I'm bisexual or that I'm anything. I actually never identify as anything because I don't personally think that it matters, but I hate stigmas. I hate, um, putting people in boxes. I hate people feeling the need to have to identify what you are. I don't really think it's personally important. I had somebody ask me recently, well, why, why don't you ever say who it is that you date on your podcast? But why does it matter? Like, I don't get why does it matter? Because I feel like right when you say what it is that you are or what it is that you believe in, that's going to always be stamped as you. And, you know, I don't sit and walk around the poster child for gay America. And so that's why I don't want to sit and just have this stamp on me because I'm so much more than my sexuality. And that's just what I believe. You know, you have some people that's loud and proud. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. It's just for me, I just personally don't, I just don't feel the need to have to say anything about anything because I feel like sometimes when you get caught up in, whether you're in a same, say you're in a same sex relationship. And so you say that you're homosexual. Why do you have to say what you are in regards to who you date? But then you have a heterosexual couple that, you know, man, woman, when no one's walking up saying, Hey, you know, I'm Mika, I'm, I'm straight, you know? So why on the flip side, would I have to walk up to somebody and say, Hey, I'm Mika, I'm gay you know, and that's what I think about it. And that's why I don't, but I had to come into that because I don't, I don't understand it. And so growing up, my mom told me that she allowed me to date early because she wanted me to, she wanted to see which, which way I was going to go. And also, you know, would constantly hear things like never be gay, never be gay, you know, how is uh, such a sin, you know, and everything else. And this is what I was told from the time I was like in single digits all the way up, you know, like just little things all throughout my teenage years and all that. And I didn't, didn't even know what gay was and I didn't even seen a gay person. So, you know, but I think because I was such a tomboy and I, you know, didn't care about makeup. I didn't care about all the girly stuff that you should care about. And I like, I begged my mom to play football. I think she was just like, yo, You know, and I don't think that she wanted me to be gay. But also, I think it was because in that time, you know, in the 90s, you really didn't talk about that shit. But these are the things that was embedded in my head. So when I went into the real world and went to college, I was like, yo, I was scared to death. So even when I had like my first girlfriend, um, I was literally scared to death because I was embarrassed I was confused on why I was feeling the way I was feeling and I didn't really know what it even meant. And even when like, say I would go to like an all gay bar, I still couldn't even be gay in a space that was allotted for you to be able to express yourself and be gay in the space. And it was just the most horrible feeling. And that's why it took me so long to really come into like, okay, 
This is who I am. This is what being a woman is for me. And this is what the energy that I'm putting out here in the universe. And I don't give a fuck what you think about me, period. And ever since I started walking that truth, I've been so much happier in general with life because I don't care about what anybody has to say about me, what they think about me and everything else. But when I was young, I did care. I cared a lot to the point that, you know, I would stop talking to people and just follow the face of the earth because I was I was embarrassed and afraid of what somebody might think of me or what they thought of me. And it took me a few years to get out of that. But I'm glad that I caught on to that early. So now when I raise my kid, you know, I'm always like trying to get him to see slowly because it takes time and you're not going to fully know yourself until you get out in the real world. It's only so much you're going to know yourself inside of a house with people that take care of you, you know, where you have no stresses in life. You know, it's only so much you're going to know yourself. You're not going to truly know yourself till you're tested with life and, and you have life experiences. And that's what I truly think. And that's just my opinion. But, you know, what I try to do when it comes to, you know, me and, and my parenting, I try to just evoke these conversations and also let them know I don't care what what you choose or what you do or what route you go or who you date, you know, or whatever, you know. And I think it's important for you to create that safe space inside of your house and help a person come into their self-identity and feel safe in that self-identity because I struggle with it because I didn't know if it was safe to be or what that even looked like. And I really didn't know what being a woman was. And also I had this conversation the other day and we were laughing with one of my story sisters because uh, she was saying that she didn't realize that I struggled with some of these things in college. And I was like, yeah, I did. And the thing is, and one of the other things that I struggled with was that with joining a sorority. And at that time I was dating a female. And I didn't want it to be, you know, the poster child of, oh, my God, you know, this this sorority on campus, you, you know, they're gay, you know, they're because of me. And I always worried about, like, you know, me being a reflection and if I was going to be a negative reflection or what kind of reflection I was going to be on a sorority. And so that made me worried as well, even though, like, obviously, you know, I never had any anybody treat me any different or treat me poorly or anything ever always love but when you're young and you're still kind of unsure of yourself and you're unsure of how you identify these things run through your mind and so I think self-identity is something that you're going to keep learning over time like I'm 35 and I feel like I still learn more and more stuff about myself if I would have told my 20 year old self that I would be sitting and doing a podcast every weekend to give to you on Mondays about my uh, mental health and mental wealth, as well as self-love and self-care and talking about these things, I would have said that you were crazy because at 20, I just knew I was going to be in the dumb BA and I was going to be doing all this other stuff. And, you know, and my life was going to be completely different. And so I think that we're forever changing and, but it's still important to have your core values and your beliefs intact. Even though I change over time, right, my core values is still the same. And, and my main core value that I think that I've identified with in my 30s that I will stick with for the rest of my life is that I will always have compassion and I will always seek to understand. And I will never be an ignorant person to where, you know, you can't be yourself around me or you, you can. I feel like at this point you can tell me anything and I'm here to listen 
and I always be compassionate towards people. And I think that's important. Even if I don't, you know, might not agree or all, all of that. But I still think that you're allowed to say how you feel. You know, I have people that tell me that they don't agree with what I say on this podcast. And I think that's okay because we don't have to agree, right? But, you know, we can all still respect each other and respect what each other beliefs and opinions are and how somebody else feels. So that's my thought of the week. Um, this is actually a, a topic that I plan to come back to and have a, a co-host on this one to where we can actually talk more in depthly in regards to the conversation. But I also implore you to, if you, you have some stories you want to tell how you came into your self-identity. And even if you want to talk from a standpoint of how did you come into how you identified as a, as a man and how you identified as a woman, I'm always open to have these conversations. Uh, you can always find me on social media. Um, my Twitter is at IJMT podcast. My Instagram is, is at is just my thoughts underscore podcast. And, you know, I'm definitely open to have those conversations. My email is on there as well. And once again, I think the main thing to take away from this is that we should always have compassion and be good to each other and seek to understand each other instead of just putting each other down and love each other and hate less. So I thank you so much for listening today. And it's Mika here and I appreciate you.